This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast focused on issues surrounding your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're talking about skin cancer prevention. Dr. Yannick is a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Using innovative techniques and advanced technology, Dr. Yannick performs numerous surgical and non-surgical procedures to enhance and restore the face, breast, body, and skin. Health Dose asked Dr. Yannick, other than sunscreen, are there other ways to help prevent skin cancer? No, sunscreen is actually one of many different options available to protecting yourself from skin cancer. A lot of clothing these days actually has what is called UPF, ultraviolet protective fabric, and that usually comes with a UPF rating of 50 or better. So those sort of things where you can cover up and protect yourself, lightweight clothing for those that play tennis, golf, swim, Mm -hmm. even good stuff for swimwear as far as protecting your kids. Our daughter wears it all year long as far as for when she's out in the pool. So those are some of the other options available as well as routine use of uh, sunscreen. I'm seeing people wear shirts in the pool now that are are sunscreen effective shirts. Yeah, it's just like the performance wear you would get from like Under Armour, except this actually has that UPF built into the fabric. So Mm -hmm. it actually will wick away heat. It will dry quickly like that performance wear will works as far as Under Armour or the other like Nike as well. But at the same time, you're protecting yourself. So you don't have to actually cover head to toe with sunscreen, you only have to cover the areas that are exposed. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing these really fun face masks too that they're getting now that act as a sunscreen or a windscreen against any exposure on the face. And I'm sure you probably are a really big fan of hats. A huge fan of hats. Now, the only caveat to that is straw hats. If the sun goes through that straw hat, it, it will not be effective. So that straw hat has to be lined to protect you. Would never have thought of that. But outside of using a sunscreen or wearing these UPF armed clothing or pieces of, of clothing, what other things should a person be doing to prevent skin cancer? Routine surveillance of one's skin. So at least on a monthly basis, looking over any sort of moles or spots that you may have, if they have changed in any manner, any way, shape or form, or that would essentially predicate coming in to see your physician to have them looked at further. How common is skin cancer in the average person? The average person... Commonality of skin cancer is we're probably somewhere in that 20 to 30 percent range. However, the real risk goes up after you've had one skin cancer. So mm-hmm. if you've had one about of any of the three types, basal cell, squamous cell, or melanoma, your risk is 30 percent, and that is on a yearly cumulative basis. Right. So, so you, if you've had it before, you've gotten your warning, and you better be ready to check that for the rest of your life. Absolutely, because it will not be your, as they say, your first rodeo. What is the family component to it? Is, does it run in families? Some of the skin cancers do run in families, particularly melanoma does. There are several genes that we know that are associated with familial spread of melanoma. Mm-hmm. The same is true for squamous cell and basal cell, but it's not as detailed as far as the knowledge that we have for the genes. Mm-hmm. But we have noticed that there is a coalition of skin cancers within families. Mm -hmm. So if your family history has multiple relatives that have skin cancer, your risk has gone up as well. And I was going to ask you if there's like a complexion thing to it, because I I guess the, the cliche is people with fair skin, fair hair are more likely to be sensitive to the skin is that does that bear out and is that where the family component comes from some of that comes through that as far as the family component but yes the fairer your skin or as we measure clinically your fitzpatrick skin number or level what's that that, what's 
Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpatrick was a dermatologist who basically categorized the complexion as far as skin. So fair people are usually are anywhere from Fitzpatrick one to three. Mm-hmm. So that's most of your Northern Europeans, your Irish, and then slightly getting down into the Mediterranean areas. People that are of true Mediterranean, Italian, Greek kind of descent, they're more of your three, four range. And then as you get into your people that are darker skinned, those are your fours, fives. Okay. So I, I'm guessing I'm probably, I have probably a low number. You're probably about a Fitzpatrick two. It just depends on which, where you go as far as either a one or a three. It just depends on how prevalent you burn mm-hmm. if, and how long out in the sun. So if someone like myself being fair skinned, green eyed, I'm definitely a Fitzpatrick one, two. Mm-hmm. So I can, I easily burn within probably 20, 30 minutes of being outside. But that having been said, anybody can develop skin cancer. I mean, it's, it's possible that anybody of any complexion, any background could develop a skin cancer. Correct. Skin cancer is not particularly limited to your lower Fitzpatrick's, your one, twos, and threes, fours, and fives can uh, develop skin cancer as well. That is why surveillance of any sort of change to the skin, any kind of nodule, any kind of mole that looks or is raised, it feels unnatural, any kind of change, I would recommend getting in to see your physician. For those of us who don't have the Fitzpatrick scale available or don't have a doctor available to make that diagnosis right now, that determination, what are some things that you can tell a person about their skin that might indicate that they have a lower number on that Fitzpatrick skin scale, like freckles? Is it somebody who burns easily? So a person that burns easily, person that rarely tans, they would be in that one, two range. Somebody that occasionally tans, would be two to three. What do you mean by occasionally tans? Like if you can go outside and you may or may not burn just depending on how long you're out. Mm -hmm. Some people, they actually do tan a little bit and they'll have a response. But then if they're out longer, say an hour, two hours or something like that, then they'll start to burn. Mm -hmm. For myself, it's always been just, I'll burn. Like there's no tanning. I know (laughs) that. I don't, I don't tan. So like a spring day today, if you went outside and you got a little bit of sun, those people that are in those higher range, they will probably get a little bit of a tan or a little bit of color. They won't burn Mm -hmm. because the intensity of the UV rays, UVA and UVB is weaker at this point because we're still in early spring. Mm -hmm. That having been said, even if it's a cloudy day or an overcast day, there's still some UV rays that can get through. That is absolutely true. UVB and UVA are not actually blocked by the cloud layer. The other thing too is when you're out on the water, for all of those people that have boats and personal watercraft, the reflection off of that water actually intensifies those UVA and Mm -hmm. UVB rays. Because you're getting it from above and below simultaneously. So you could almost double the amount of exposure that you're getting when you're on the water. Correct. So sunscreen is almost imperative being out on the water because yes, you may wear a hat, but you're going to get the reflection off that water. Mm-hmm. That's going to get come from underneath, you know, below where mm-hmm. your hat is protecting you. Does my sensitivity to the sun change as I get older? It can. It just depends on some of the other sort of responses that your skin will do. Some people get redder or have rosacea or small little vessels that you see, what are called telangiectasias. Those are all signs of UV or sun damage. Mm-hmm. And as you accumulate that, yes, your skin will become more sensitive to it. And it increases the likelihood that you will eventually have some type of skin cancer. Medications? Does that, foods that I eat? Certain antibiotics have a risk for increasing it. The use of some skincare products do increase it. Some sort of treatments, laser or light therapy can increase your sensitivity. So if you're working, you know, with 
a cosmetic surgeon or a medical spa and you're getting these sorts of treatments done, your sensitivity to the sun will be increased. Mm -hmm. Let's circle back to checking myself. What kinds of things on my skin should I be looking for that might cause a red flag? Red flags are things that you should be concerned about, and it's referred to as A, B, C, D, and E. So you're looking at asymmetry, so any sort of asymmetrical change to a freckle, a mole, or any kind of just skin lesion. The borders of that, if that has changed. The color, if it has changed in color, become variegated or darker or reddened, that sort of things. If it's become raised as far as D, so, you know, the change in the depth of it. And then E would be the evolving characteristics of it. So any sort of changes that Mm -hmm. are, you know, becomes ulcerated, bleeds easily, becomes itchy, um, those sorts of things. And of course, the best thing for me to do is go to my primary care provider if I have a question with that. Correct. Either follow up with your primary care provider or a dermatologist if you're already seeing a dermatologist for other reasons. I got to believe that like most cancers, time is your enemy. So the sooner you get on something like that, the better. Absolutely. So the sooner you notice that, you can actually, for some of them, get treat them before they actually become cancerous. They'll be considered a precancerous lesion. They'll actually be smaller to treat. As far as the surgical treatment, it will be easier to do. The vast majority of these are found on the head and neck. So as far as what I would do from a surgical standpoint is simpler. Mm-hmm. So it's not as big of a surgery. It's not as big of a reconstruction for that area. So you're taking what would be a small lesion, which would then require a small scar, mm-hmm. essentially, to remove it. Don't put it off. No, absolutely do not. That's plastic and reconstructive surgeon, Dr. David Yannick. To learn more about MidMichigan Health's cosmetic and plastic surgery offerings, go to midmichigan.org slash cosmetic surgery. As always, if you have health concerns, you should consult your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, you can go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Check back again soon. We'll have another edition of Health Dose.